What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, why the long face? Animals whose faces defy typical proportions. Snouts, jaws, and eyeballs that look like they're about to break the graphics engine on the Planet Earth video game. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, what's an echidna's deal? Joining me today is friend of the show, Cold Brew Got Me Like podcast, author of the Advice King anthology, Chris Crofton. Welcome. Hey, what's up, Katie? It's fun to be back on the show. I can't wait to talk about snouts. I'm so excited. It's these are all of these animals. What they have in common is they got long faces in some kind of direction for some kind of reason. And right. I, yeah, I just love it when an animal is like. Oh, this is your typical face that that someone might have. No, I'm gonna go in a different direction with this body part. Yeah, and then they've also accidentally, you know, provided you know the the joke, the why the long face joke right. to humanity. Exactly, which is incredible. What a gift! On top of being weird looking, and 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 also, yeah, they just also gave a great joke to everybody. This is how I feel about horses is they just keep giving to us, right? Like they <laughs> give us something to ride. They're fun and sweet. They ha- they yes, they sometimes kick us, but let's be honest, we deserve it. Uh but they give us horse jokes. Yeah, not enough in my opinion. Right, horses I know. should be kicking more people. Yeah, no, strong agree. Uh horses should be kicking more people. So, uh, yeah, so today uh, we are going to talk not about horses, but animal, other animals who have long faces. So uh, first we're going to talk about the slingjaw wrasse. Now, that is a strange name for a thing. The slingjaw wrasse is a fish. Uh, at first, it's a relatively normal-looking fish. Uh, females are brown or bright yellow, and males have white faces and yellow, orange, and green bodies, so they just kind of look like tropical fish. Uh, they grow to be around 20 inches or 54 centimeters long, and they are found in tropical coral reefs of the Indo-Pacific. Uh, so far, so good. They just kind of look like a typical tropical fish, um, but... They can transform from a normal-looking fish into a horrifying hell demon in a matter of seconds. So, Chris, I want you to take a look at this animated GIF or GIF uh, yeah. of this fish and tell me what you're seeing. I'm looking at it right now. It's like uh, kind of like a, you know, those step stools, like you know that your grandmother has, like yeah. those ones where you can pull out the ones that have stairs. Like it's like a stool, but then it has that little staircase that's yeah. inside. It's kind of like that reminds me of like it's like the 
the fish looks like a normal fish, and then you pull out this like reverse staircase that says the turn. It's like you know what I mean. It's like it's or it's like maybe like a step down from a you know like a van that has like a step down for like oh, right yeah the elderly or something like the elderly need like an automatic like the jaw drops down yeah like it's like a it's like yeah it looks like a regular fish and then all of a sudden this like extender that's yeah. a slightly different color too like drops down and then people can walk up easily easier to the fish's mouth i guess exactly this is like an accessible fish it's got a step down so you can walk up to the yeah fish. It drops down a step yeah yeah it's but it's like it's sort of like a tube which is interesting it, yeah, but it's yeah like it's, even won't work yeah it won't work as a step i mean you could kind of climb up it uh, yeah, but don't let gra- don't let grandma try and get in the van <laughs> using a sling jaw wrasse. <laughs> I mean, has it ever been tried? Do we know it wouldn't work? Well, yeah, that's not sure. You have to get a big sling jaw. I don't know what size these fish are. Yeah, but- about, yeah so they're only about 20 inches long. So it would have to be like a small grandma, a little one. Yeah, it's very small. Very yeah, tiny yeah. grandma. So, so also it looks like one of those, like, it's like, it looks like a regular fish. It looks kind of like a piranha to me. Mm-hmm. And, and then it like... And then it also has like you could also describe what falls out of its when its jaw descends. It looks kind of like one of those shoots that comes out of an airplane, yeah. like when you, an emergency shoot. Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. It's like it goes it goes from sort of fish to an anteater snout on a fish, yeah. but it's like it like just is it this extendable thing that pops out of? Oh, it does extend. Hidden. I was thinking it drops. It really just extends, but it has yeah. this sort of has this sort of like ledge on it. I don't know. It's it's a very uh, yeah, it looks like a dustbuster. Yeah, like a dustbuster. Yeah. I mean it But works. at first it looks like a piranha. Yeah, it looks like a dustbuster and it kind of acts like a dustbuster. So when it is hunting cuz this is carnivorous it eats uh small uh small other fish or invertebrates, uh it can shoot its jaw forward like an extendable tube and then it vacuums up its prey. Uh, and when the jaw is extended, it is around half as long as its entire body. So it is ridiculously long compared to its body length. Um, and yeah, so it will try to suck up this these little poor little animals from crevices in the coral reef. Uh, so typically these are small crustaceans or fish and they're trying to hide in the little nooks and crannies of the coral reef. That's one of the reasons coral reefs are so popular amongst fish and crustaceans is there are a lot of areas for them to hide. But then this fish just goes into vacuum mode and sucks them right up. That seems unfair. It's terrible. <laughs> it's abso- absolutely terrible. It's not right at all. This this thing, I mean, what kind of evolution is this? What, what, what one, are you going to tell me? Here's, this is Katie. You could fill me in on this a little bit. So you're going to tell me that some fish that just accidentally had a loose jaw, like some, you know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden that fish started getting more food than the other fish. So then everyone had a loose jaw. Like, I don't, I just, certain parts of evolution, I just sound fishy to me. No pun intended. <laughs> you think there's like a fish god uh, trying to make I sure. I don't know. It's you fish know or, I mean? Yeah, I like, know. Okay. I, I mean, it's it seems very strange, right? One thing to remember is this is happening over a ridiculous time scale of right. millions and millions of years right. of evolution. So there were lots of vacuum fish that like had a short vacuum. It didn't work very well yeah. for like a million years. Yeah, and they were just trying to vacuum up the reef, but they all this were like, <laughs> this sucks. I wish this was longer, and the fish, crabs were all happy. And then yeah. a million years later, the crabs were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> these things got, oh, man, these things are long, and they work now. Yeah, and, you know, it's. Using mechanisms, right, that are part would be somewhat part of a fish without this adaptation. So, like the way that a, a jaw that can kind of move forward. When you look at a normal fish, uh, I don't know how much you watch fish. I used to own an aquarium before I moved, and I would watch my little fish. They'd eat their little the, their little foods, and they do kind of have to like, uh, you know, because you have to use a little bit of suction if you're a fish. To oh, okay. get food out of the water. I right? never thought of that. I never thought of that. Because like you can't if you just bite down, right? Like it could push the it could yes. sort of, like push the food away because it's in the water. Never thought of that. So you have to never use a little bit of suction. And so when they're doing it, they kind of they do protrude their lips a little bit and then like kind of suck it up. And mm. so that's a typical behavior of most fish. And so this is just an extreme exaggeration that this fish has. So you can imagine 
its fish ancestor that didn't have this adaptation, maybe it just protrudes its jaw a little more and that's a little more effective. And then that gets passed on until okay. you get to this point uh, where it has this highly adapted, ridiculously long jaw. So you have these right. traits uh, in that animals. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That beca- it's I like, get that. That makes sense to me. Like the neck of a giraffe, right? You don't you don't go from sort of a normal like antelope type animal to directly to a giraffe, but over time the ones with the longer necks tend to be able to get that food better than the other ones. And so they, they especially because like there's so much competition in a coral reef. A coral reef is sort of like the New York City of the aquatic world. It is just this incredibly dense, highly populated area. And so if you can have a special adaptation that allows you to like get sort of a niche, like get food where other fish can't get food, that's going to help you be successful because there's just so much competition. Yeah, I mean, uh, that makes sense. And then imagine if a giraffe came down and started messing around. <laughs> coral, coral reef. You could I, get stuff out of the very bottom of this yeah, coral reef. Just it like, would not. <laughs> the, I mean, obviously the giraffe would be attacked by these, these whatever they are. These fish. Well, if Crass, you gave a giraffe, crasses. if you gave a giraffe like a really, really long snorkel, right? It'd have That's, to be very yeah. long. It'd have to be mm-hmm. a super long snorkel. Then, yeah, they could they could wreak some havoc on a coral. Yeah, reef. yeah. I'd like to see that. I'm surprised they don't have a TV show where they do that. <laughs> a TV show where they give land animals snorkels and yeah, put just them, like like put improper. Them in it's called like improper ecosystem. Right. The name of the show. Right. Let's get a giraffe wet is the name of the more show. Exciting, more exciting <laughs> ecosystem hosted by Joe Rogan. Let's uh, Joe Rogan would do that. That is that yeah, is he accurate. Totally would. Yeah. Just like he'd, he'd put a shark on land and be like, hey, we gave this shark a helmet full of water. Let's see how this shark does on the plains yeah, of sub-Saharan you're right, Africa. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And, and then he vice would also, versa. Yeah, lion underwater. Joe Rogan would try and fight the animal. He'd try to fight. He'd Well, he'd put a shark in a, a wrestling ring, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. then try to fight it. But it'd be unfair to the shark. Yeah. It's no good. I think maybe it should be like, we got to get, I'm sorry I mentioned Joe Rogan. Because he would try and fight the animal. He would try <laughs> and fight you. the animals. I, I do always need an apology for anyone who ever mentions Joe Rogan. Yeah, I don't like to mention him either. It ruined my morning already. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, like maybe just giraffe. Introducing a giraffe is the name of the show or something like that. Just yeah. a giraffe. Like new giraffes in uh, ecosystems where they don't belong. Right. Just like see where you can put a giraffe. It's yeah, obviously, and just see what happens. It's obviously exploitative of the giraffe, but, you know... S- a lot of reality TV is exploitation. Oh, gosh. So, oh, know? my goodness. You think anybody would have a problem putting a giraffe in some weird situation <laughs> for a TV rating? No way. Not these days. <laughs> not not in today's in Not today's these days. Yeah, no, not back in the days. day, people back were- Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, like when people were diving horses off of platforms. I feel like it's- Like tanks. Yeah, I feel like it's the opposite. We were more likely to have giraffe TV back in the day yes. where you made a- Like probably people would make like a giraffe- fight a chimp or something yeah, on that's no national good. television. Yeah. No, and the giraffe can't even see the chimp. It's just looking at sky. Yeah. All the giraffe sees is like clouds and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all it sees is clouds. <laughs> yeah, you got it on the Johnny Carson show, this giraffe. Yeah, and the giraffe scared. just sees like, the giraffe doesn't see the Johnny Carson show. It just sees like the light trust. Right. It gets it yeah. keeps hitting the boom. It keeps yeah, it trying to see. mate with the boom and the boom That's operator. People get confused. <laughs> forget that giraffes don't see stuff at ground level at all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, sling jaw wrasse, uh can shoot out its jaw in just a fraction of a second. You can't normally see it almost doing it because it's so fast. But there have been slowed down videos so you can see it in all its wonderful weirdness shooting its jaw out and sucking up yeah, i wonder who caught things. that who like saw that first i mean that's gotta be you gotta catch it in the act because it looks Marie, like a normal yeah. fish it looks like a normal fish yeah. until like someone scuba diving had to like kept a pretty yeah. close eye on that thing thank god for people who take these yeah do take the time to look at these animals absolutely no i i i mean it takes so much patience to find to do like sort of observational research where you're looking at these but yeah i mean a lot of the ocean animals we know the most about are animals that inhabit coral reefs because we can reach them, right? We can relatively easy go there and mm. watch them. You can snorkel. Makes you can sense. scuba dive. Uh, it's easy. Like 
There's a lot of stuff about animals in the ocean we don't know, and that's usually in like the deep ocean out in the open where like it's really like a lot of whale behavior even though they're so huge you'd think we'd know everything about say like a blue whale but we don't because we're simply not over there and it's really hard to like get a person or even a camera and watch them enough to know exactly what they're doing at all times because they'll kick your (laughs) (laughs) a blue whale just like flexing and smacking yeah, your Yeah, I mean, ass. they'll kick your ass. They'll be like, listen, you're not, you're not going to see our secrets now. <laughs> crazy, I love that. Man. I love that. I yeah, weigh like no. 250,000 pounds. I will kick your ass. I, I will mean, never show you my secrets. I remember that Joe Rogan thing where Joe Rogan tried to wrestle a blue whale and he just, he was. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he was trying to like, yeah. Yeah. Trying okay, to do that. That was the last you ever heard of Joe Rogan. Half Nelson. Yeah, that's why Joe Rogan is no longer alive. Oh, my God. (laughs) So another uh, fun fact about these fish is actually that, and this is the case for a lot of species of fish, so they are not unique in this, but females can turn into males if the conditions are right and will change into the male's colors. So like, yeah, I mean, this this happens with a number of fish where when they're... When the population conditions uh, are favorable for them to turn into a male to mate, uh, they will turn into males. And I mean, this That's is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And there are fish that turn from males into females. It's it is uh, a lot, a lot more fluid of a situation uh, than than we might assume. Get it fluid. Yeah. Of a situation. W- water. And that is like, Water's yeah, and that's fluid. like pretty, pretty uh, <laughs> telling as far as, you know, this what's going on politically just this idea that everything's yep i mean either I, or is is not tr- it's not true i mean i often so the thing is like for, in terms of human gender expression right like and we don't we shouldn't need like oh this you know animals have these these behaviors oh, no. because it's a human thing right it's a cultural human thing we don't need it's sort of like Saying like, well, we should be able to have marriage because birds sometimes are monogamous, right? Like, well, yeah, well no, yeah. we no, should no, be no, able. That's to... not what I mean. No. no, no, I know that's not what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah. like we don't need to look to animals for justification. But you do see a lot of people say, like, well, it's just biology, or like try to cite biology, or like it's not that's natural. What I was thinking. Exactly. No, I. It's I... the argument they make is yes, that the, the the fucking Matt Walsh's of the world that yeah. there's like this strict, you know. You know, of course, in their view, you know, that it came from God, that God made these very specific types of things, you know, and that's just not true. Yeah. God did a lot of uh, very out there and vague and, and interesting stuff. And, and, and it's the idea that things are rigid is just this religious made up thing. Yeah. People will claim like, well, it's just a biological fact that you see in every animal. And it's just like, well, that is categorically false. It's not true at all. This That's is... incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's just a yeah, it's just an argument about like if they're going to argue that God made things then you know, they're just not being honest about well, then the we stuff should, he's made. Then we yeah. should like dislocate our jaws, right? To Exactly. To and shoot, who's to say you know, that, you know, there might be somebody doing that somewhere we just can't see. Right. Cuz they won't let us get close enough to. <laughs> All right, that's a good segue to the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we are going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we are going to look at another animal with a very long face. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
So we are gonna talk about the long-beaked echidna. So the long-beaked echidna are a species of monotreme found in New Guinea. Uh, so have you ever seen an echidna before, Chris? I think so, but I didn't necessarily, I, I, I don't think I knew, no. I mean, I, I, I guess I have, but I didn't know they had long, long noses. like. Yeah, yeah, so some of them do. So uh, there are a few species of echidna, and the long-beaked echidna uh, have these enormously long snouts. So it has a stout body, body covered in thick hairs and spines. It looks a little bit like a hedgehog with thicker, more stump-like legs and just this really long tube-like snout and tiny head, which uh, its head is so small, it's kind of laughable. Like it just, it looks more like just this little peanut head and then this really long snout, tiny beady eyes. So there are three species of long-beaked echidna, the Eastern, Western, and Sir David's long-beaked echidna, named after David Attenborough, because that guy is everywhere. He just, he's got, he's got his hands on every animal. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, they name it. He puts his name on it. He puts his name on it. Uh, just like he, I think he goes around and just points to animals and he's like, that's mine. That's also mine. That one's mine. But you know, in his in his uh, in his British accent, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, noted conservationist, <laughs> beloved beloved conservationist, naturalist, animal lover, uh, who like he's basically like the Gandalf of evolutionary biology. Everyone loves him. He's sweet. Um, he's a monster, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like Jacques Cousteau didn't like name the reef like a reef. Like he didn't name Jacques Cousteau didn't, he didn't name, name a it reef. a Jacques. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like well, we Dave. Okay, to be Jacques Cousteau's reef. Jacques Cousteau's. Yeah, he no, didn't know. He didn't discover fair, the. reef. To be though. fair, David Attenborough didn't name this echidna after himself. It was the researchers named this echidna after David Attenborough. So he's not good. Trying to suck up to him. Trying to brown us. David, (laughs) listen, David. Well, we named a a kidna after you. How about it? They want to go to parties at his house. They do. I mean, he does throw wild parties, David Attenborough. You know it. So this is David Attenborough's echidna. Uh, That's one kind that doesn't have a long nose. Is that right? No, no. It has a long nose as well. So there are three species of long-beaked echidna, and Sir David's long-beaked echidna is one of them. The other ones have the sort of less exciting names of Eastern long-beaked echidna and Western long-beaked echidna because one is found in the Eastern region and the other is found in the Western region of uh, I'll New I'll tell Guinea. you one thing. I bet you, man, if, when old David saw this, his first echidna, he must have had quite a shock because if, <laughs> if that thing came around a corner and you'd never seen one before, <laughs> you would definitely freak out. Oh, good heavens. Especially if you were stoned. <laughs> Quint- yeah, I mean, we all we all know that David Attenborough's probably. Oh yeah, like, yeah I, mean, I mean, that he was like it. the life. Like, he deserves it. He's worked hard. So, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, what, what do you? What if you're looking at that many animals? I mean, come on, come on. So I mean, if the guy spent his whole life looking at animals. The guy's stoned. I mean, we're not saying definitively <laughs> for legal reasons, but he's hey. a stone monster. He's a monster, and he's stoned. <laughs> We're getting sued by David Attenborough. Uh, no, so I when you think of an echidna, I mean, if you do think of echidnas, which I hope you do, uh, you might be thinking of a smaller animal, like a platypus. Like, I think people's uh, perspectives of what a platypus, like how big a platypus is, at least for me, I always thought of a platypus as being kind of bigger. But they're actually quite small. They're like, they sort of just like fit in maybe two hands. Uh, but echidnas, oh, really? I yeah. thought of a platypus as being kind of big too. Yeah, no, they're actually quite little. Uh, but oh, echidnas, that's, that's cute, yeah, they're very cute. Uh, as long as they don't sting you with their venomous spike. Uh, the male platypuses have a venomous spike that they can jab you with. Which... Jesus Christ! <laughs> yep. David's David Spike. David Spike, Sir David Spike. Please put some honor on his name. Uh, Rogan Spike. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the 
echidna, I've always thought of echidnas as being pretty small, uh, but echidnas, some species of echidnas can be quite big. So uh, they range in size, but the western long-beaked echidna is the largest and grows to be around 35 pounds or over 16 kilograms. So... Like it's a, it's wow. like a, it's that's huge. Yeah, it's like a large pug almost. It's it's that's big. too much. Yeah, that's too much echidna for me. <laughs> you can take about half that amount of echidna. I don't want that much echidna coming at me. Not with a snout like that. This thing looks like a, it looks like an elephant, but it's like the elephant got like covered in prickers and like got his nose <laughs> hardened. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's an interesting animal, but I mean, like, all right. So, I want to know, Katie. Well, go ahead. You keep going. I just want to know why why its nose. Yeah. So they live in forests and they eat insects and they use their extremely long snouts to root up and slurp up earthworms like spaghetti through like a long vacuum attachment. Wow. Uh, yeah. Their beak also has electroreceptors, which are speculated to allow them to detect the faint electrical signals that come from the muscle movements of earthworms so they can locate them and just hoover them up. like uh, It's like a vacuum and a metal detector all in one, except it's detecting earthworms. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And a kid- That's insane. Yeah. It's it's nuts. It's like it has a probe that it can use to find earthworms and then slurp them up. It's uh, functional and stylish. That's, you know, like, the, yeah, I mean, that's just I kind of think animals like I always think of everything like politics or so in my head. And I always think about like people just like just freaking out. Humans just being so broken in this way where they, they can't stop worrying and trying to dominate each other. And meanwhile, there's somebody just slurping up earthworms and having the time of their <laughs> lives. I mean, this I this is a lesson, I think. Yes, like when the world really gets to you, when you're getting stressed out, when you feel like, oh, we're all, we're all so much at each other's throats, just remember there's this little weird prickly guy in the forest slurping up earthworms with its really long tube snout. Yeah, having the time of his god life. Just enjoying it. Enjoying life. Yeah. And we always say, like, oh, they don't know. You know, humans are always like, oh, they don't they don't have fun. They don't know that it's fun. But I you don't they, know. We I don't think, know. Personally, He's I, having the best time ever. I think they have fun. I, I mean, yeah. what, like, I mean, obviously to us, maybe worms are a little bit gross. But imagine if spaghetti, right? Like yeah, or lasagna, you could me. just found that find spaghetti on the ground and go around slurping up spaghetti on the ground. I haven't had bre- I haven't had breakfast yet, and I swear sounds, to God that sounded pretty good. Look, I mean, I, it's I if only I had no dignity, I and I'm close. I'm close to having no dignity. <laughs> I would definitely enjoy just dropping a plate of nice spaghetti on the ground and slurping it up. That would be fun. Yeah, humans are too uptight to do any of the fun stuff. Like I know, that. I know. Just the the fact that our culture doesn't allow us to have floor spaghetti, it really gets me. Oh, I, it's I, bullshit. Yeah. So echidnas, like they other- call it David, They call it David spaghetti. Sir David spaghetti, excuse <laughs> you. <laughs> I like you trying to cover, cover yourself because you're afraid of the lawsuit. He's very litigious. He will get you. <laughs> He will I get love, you. I love that man. I do too. He's, Stop he's great. Saying, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an opinion about him, but I'm sure he's great. nice. He's very nice. I mean, if he's discovering animals, he's way, he's, he's part of the good. Yeah. He's a conservationist. He's, he's a good he's guy. He's a good person. He's got yeah. a good voice. That's a good thing. A lot of good things. And maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's, slur- he I'm not saying if he does or doesn't slurp up spaghetti on the ground. I won't, I won't come on either side of that. Oh, argument. no. Like, I'm I not going to think of that. I'm not going to say he does or doesn't do it. I'm but saying wait, but what if he does get crazy? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and he's I'm like, not... what's this? Next thing you know, he's got his head in a reef and he's trying to suck stuff. If he does, he's allowed to do that because uh, totally. you know, he's got Sir David's uh, Sir David's echidna, I think, which his is assist... not approvingly. His assistants like hang him upside down, probably. They're like, get David wants to slurp the reef. <laughs> They Wait, take it all seriously. Get the harness, Sir David wants like, to yeah, slurp yeah, the Yeah, oh my ring. God, get right up! Right, everybody, get come on, get in position. Maybe it's important for conservation for him to understand what it's like to slurp a reef. I'm gonna. I s- wish I. Ha- he's a hero. 
He he's is a, a hero. Size. What other what other knight of the Queen's Order would slurp a reef for conservation? David Attenborough would, because he's not a hero. Paul McCartney. No, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't uh, want to ruin his hair by going underwater. I don't know much about Paul McCartney. You're right about that. No, no, you're okay. right. Okay, exactly okay. right. <laughs> So echidnas, like other monotremes such as platypuses, lay eggs. So the females have a pouch where they incubate the eggs and the eggs hatch and the young are called puggles, which is adorable. Uh, These puggles will lick up milk that oozes from their mother's underside without the help of nipples. So monotremes typically don't have nipples, uh, instead, the milk just kind of seeps out through pores, and their young just kind of lap it up because uh, they don't have any dignity, which I think is very freeing. <laughs> that's interesting. That's, yeah. that's weird. It's, it, I mean, they, I wonder why they concentrated so much on the nose and forgot the nipples. <laughs> they forgot. They just forgot. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about. Uh, the males do have spurs on the back of their legs like a like platypuses, but in echidnas, they are not venomous. They have lost their venom. So echidnas, despite looking maybe a little more menacing than a platypus, is, I think, less scary because they're not going to jab you with that venomous spike. They also have cloacas, which I like to call the hole that does it all, just like birds and reptiles. So, uh, yeah, it is a cloaca is a hole which uh, through which Everything from urinating, defecating, and sex stuff happens, which I think is very efficient. Wow. What's it called? Cloaca. Wow. Birds have it. I bet bet you anything there's a death metal band called whatever that is. (sighs) Let's see. I want to find out. There must be. Cloaca. Yeah, like that's a good name for a band. If you're starting like a thrash metal or grind core band. Right. Cloaca core. Because they like to explain it on stage what it is. Like they probably go like, welcome, we're yeah. Cloaca, in case you didn't know what it was. So there's a Cloaca group in London. Yep. And there's okay. um, Taken. Cool. Formed in 2005 in the UK. It's atmospheric sludge metal. Yeah. That's my favorite kind of metal, atmospheric sludge. That's one of the best kinds. <laughs> <laughs> So, a uh, fun fact about echidnas: echidnas have four-headed penises. So, oh my god! Yeah, uh, it looks like a little high five. So they don't urinate out of their penis. That is actually what the cloaca is for. They use the penis exclusively for mating, and uh, they store the penis in the cloaca and like have it kind of like flop out whenever they're ready for mating. S- store it. Yeah, it, you know, it goes my in there. Goodness. Wow, interesting. Like socks in your sock drawer. Storing your penis. Sure. Uh, (laughs) Some animals would think it's weird that we don't do that. Um, Yeah, yeah. Where do you keep your penis? (laughs) Yeah, just leave it out hanging out there, really, all the time. Wow. So they, yeah, it looks like a weird little, like, I don't know, it looks like a weird little hand to me. Uh, And it's, yeah, it's uh, not the prettiest looking thing to look at but you know it's it, horrifying looking i'm uh, you're un- <laughs> i feel like you're underplaying what a nightmare this <laughs> thing is this looks like absolutely i mean i can't even it looks extremely gross mm. well, i mean you know, i i a little it judgy. looks like okay well i mean you know I'm, I'm sure not to them i mean i'm sure it looks awesome to them um yeah, I think you know obviously great. but it looks like a yeah, I'm not going to say what it looks like, but it's a very meaty and raw-looking thing. Yeah, it looks a little bit like some kind of weird rolled deli meats, but... Um, yeah, it's like that's what it looks like. You're right. It looks like three, four rolls of deli meat. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so they can only use two heads of the penis at the same time when they are mating, and it's thought that having multiple heads allow them to mate more frequently without break time. Uh, but yeah. That is the wonderful echidna with its uh, worm-detecting snout, its leaky, milky belly, uh, lays insane. eggs, has a four-headed penis, and That's is crazy. the size of like a hefty pug. Do they, does any, well, I'm just, I guess you couldn't keep that as a pet. 
I mean, people probably try and keep everything. You probably wouldn't. Sh- you sure you're not supposed to do it anyway, but you yeah. You shouldn't. But, yeah. I don't think it'd be great. No, I mean, probably not. You've seen it's wiener. Like with that's your, what I'm saying. You don't yeah. want to start your day looking at that. No. That forehead, no. forehead uh-huh. deli deli meat thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they've got they've got a natural anti poaching method, which is just like, have you seen my wiener? It's really weird. You probably don't want to deal are- with it. Yeah, they are kind of cute, though. They are cute. They're very cute. I love them. I, I I wouldn't want one as a pet, but I do love them, and I would like to hug it. As have you ever as... been around one? No. I mean, at a zoo, I've seen them, but no, I have not personally had the honor of of hugging a an echidna. I just realized that's the, the, the head of an echidna with that nose is what those plague masks Ah, uh, It does kind of look like. I don't know if they were meant to look like an echidna, but they do definitely look like them. A lot like one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The cutest, the cutest little plague doctors out there. With their yeah, they're very cute. I mean, they, like imagine they had no they don't know that they have so much going on either. They're just like, I'm minding my business. Stop looking at my They're just snorfling. Stop talking about where my milk comes from. Yeah. Yeah, just minding their own business, snorfling. It's not my fault. I don't have any nipples. I don't know about that. Snorfling. What's a nipple? Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to <laughs> get some worms. I'm trying to eat some worms. Just Stop having... photographing me. <laughs> just trying to live their life, stay in their lane, and snorfle up ground spaghetti, and we keep talking about their lack of nipples. It's right. I hate this Instagram culture where we're like talking about like who does or doesn't have nipples, and just you know it's. it's it's yes, and like they're yeah, and they're looking at us like, you know, you think you're normal looking, buddy? Yeah, it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your penis only has one head, <laughs> you loser. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about the last animal of today's show that has a long face in another direction. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So far, we've been talking about long faces that shoot forward. What about long faces that go side to side? Or I guess that would be a, would that be a wide face or a long face? I guess that'd be a wide face. Like a horizontal face. I'm trying to find whatever this is. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is like, oh, wow. That's like, okay. Yeah, that's like a, yeah, that's like a long, yeah, wide Looks like a barbell. Looks like it has a barbell yeah. on its t- teeth, like a huge or a two, double-headed match, like yeah. a double-headed match double that he- it's holding in its mouth. Yeah, like a baton or something. Yeah, so yeah, this that's crazy. Yeah, Ooh. this this is the Telopsis dalmani fly or Malaysian stock-eyed fly. It has a ridiculously wide-set face with long eye stalks that jut out perpendicular to the fly's head. Uh and they like to hang out around streams and eat rotting vegetation. So they have a chill life. Um, they live on the roots of plants that dangle near streams. And uh, they have a whole whole social life where males will compete to establish their territory on these root systems. And if they are successful, they will be able to accumulate a harem of females uh, the females will choose which mate they wish to join on their little root area. And it seems like a lot of the females' decision is based on how long the male's eye stalks are. Wow. 
So these that's I, too bad. That's not fair. Those, what about the other ones that have short eye stalks? Well, what are they? What are they supposed to do? They're out of luck. On pl- plant, suck on plants all by themselves. Yeah, just go suck on a plant all by yourself, all by your lonesome. That sucks. That's I know. I know. I think those short. I think it's okay if your eye, eyes aren't four feet from your head. <laughs> <laughs> Their I, eyes are like seriously like they're like. There's like okay yeah it's like if you had two your eyes were like you had two like. Two sticks coming out of the sides of your head, and your eyes were on the ends of the yep. sticks. So you're looking at not, you're looking like at way, you're looking at, you're not seeing what's right in front of your face. You're seeing things that are like four feet to either side of your face. It's like if you had, yeah, two selfie sticks attached to your face permanently with eyeballs on the end. That's probably what's, you know, brave new future. Everybody with selfie sticks. Are people still using selfie sticks? I actually don't know. You, we don't hear about them as much. I'll tell you that. There's too much in the news. There's too much in the news cycle these days for selfie sticks to get a spot. Yeah, our 24-hour news cycle really pushed selfie sticks out of there. But yeah, these are like selfie sticks on the sides of their heads. Uh, so they these eye stalks are so long they can be longer than the fly's body length itself, which is a little absurd. A little bit interesting to invest that much of your body into your eye stalks. So females do also have the exaggerated eye stalks. So it's not a trait that has only evolved in males to attract females. Um, females also have them. They're usually not as uh, as exaggerated maybe as males, but researchers have found that males also select for females with wide eye stalks as well. So apparently both male and female Stock-eyed flies really like long eye stalks for some reason. Uh, And there are actually many different species of flies that have these long eye stalks. Uh, In fact, there are eight families of flies that have these long eye stalks. So it is not an like one-time accident that happened with one family of flies, one like evolutionary oopsie. This keeps happening for some reason. Yeah, do they know why? Does anybody know why they have why the, are those helpful for it to see? No, or not. is it more like predators don't want um something that looks like a <laughs> you know that's carrying like a wand? I mean, it's still it's still somewhat of a debate why this is the case, but the main thing seems to be sexual selection, where they are selecting mates that have this trait. Now, maybe originally wow. that's so interesting. Maybe really or is. I know, like maybe originally having those eye stalks probably did help with their vision, right? Like give them a wider range of vision. Uh, but then they started. It seems like this might be a case of runaway selection, where they started to select for like, well, you have long eye stalks, uh, and therefore that helps you see, so you're a better mate. But then, like, it kept getting more and more exaggerated. Uh, there's some of the some of the theories are things like it is costly to have such long eye stalks, so you have to be really fit to be able to have such long eye stalks. There there are multiple theories, but the the main thing seems t- that seems to be driving this extreme uh, length of the eye stalks is is mate choice, sexual selection, uh, which is always I think sexual selection produces some of the weirdest traits because it just is like an aesthetic trait that keeps getting more and more exaggerated uh, because these animals are not necessarily selecting it based on uh, practicality, but because they like how it looks because it, it for some reason, it, it is triggering their... Um, that would be like a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, if a person was a bodybuilder and they got their muscles so big that they couldn't even use them, basically. Yeah. I mean, that, it, yeah. But that, exactly. that would get them, yeah, somebody would find that attractive, definitely. I mean, there's definitely people who like really outlandish muscles, but they don't really serve a purpose because then you can't move. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, I think about how, like, we have uh, fake eyelashes, right? That's not really practical anymore. Uh, our eyelashes are meant to kind of help shield our eyes from things like dirt and stuff. And then when, and then you start putting a fake eyelash on there, that's really big, really exaggerated. And it is, you know, it's a, this attractive thing, but it's, it's not, it's something that we have, uh, you know, well, everyone has their own tastes about it, but. No, it is- I just thought about it. I just thought about Attenborough's eyelash. I'm just still. <laughs> Sir, Sir David's eyelash. How many times? Uh. I'm trying to provoke him. <laughs> is he alive? Yes. 
what? Oh, okay. Yeah, of course he's oh, alive. Wow. I, I just I just provoked him. He's like five hundred years yep, old, but he's am alive. I alive? <laughs> I'm looking at an animal right now, you mother. <laughs> That's so much his brand. I've never been so alive. I'm looking at something that can. He's know, he's. It's all that it's all that slurping on coral reefs. It's really good for your longevity. <laughs> so many antioxidants down there. He does it every morning. He yeah. Does it every morning. It's very refreshing. So the stock I- <laughs> so the stock eyed fruit fly found in China has ridiculously long eye stalks as well. The males will compete for females by lining up their eye stalks together to see whose is bigger. Uh, so wow, yeah, the, it's just this like competition for who's got the longest eye stalks. It's really interesting. That's crazy. No, I bet that's you're crazy yeah. because you think you you think of these bugs looking at, at a person or a person looking at a bug looking at another bug and like judging the eye stalks. Like, I mean, I yeah. guess you know we would be we would be led to believe by scientists that they just do it instinctively, so they're not in there. They're not actually being like, I like those eye stalks better. But I mean, they still have to have some. I mean, that's such a selection is such a strange thing in an animal that's supposed to yes. be operating on instinct. Like, but there's a certain amount of attraction which we take all the sexual. You know, it's just instinct. It's just instinct. But I wonder. You know, I, I always yeah. wonder whether they could just be like, you know, they could be on the right track. Like maybe, who knows if eye stocks might be the hottest thing in the world. <laughs> like we just don't. You know, we might need them. We don't even know. You know, we don't have. Maybe they're onto something. Look. I'm not saying we need to get eye stocks, but maybe they're onto something. I mean, who knows? If who I knows? put on eye stocks right now and walk down the avenue, <laughs> who knows what'll you'd happen? You'd be the you'd be the bell of the ball. You'd be the talk yeah. of the town. Except I mean, I... stuff I'll be knocking stuff over. It's <laughs> true. You wouldn't want to go to a china shop and start no, knocking my over God. teapots. Ooh, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> go to an antique store. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it is interesting because, yes, I mean, I think that in general, like a lot of the things that we have that make us feel human, like emotions and judgment and stuff, it orig- you know, originally as we started out, like we did start out similar to something like insects where, you know, we maybe a lot of our quote unquote emotions are sort of more instinctive. But then the line between like when do our instincts and stuff and our our, our impulses become emotions it's it's not clear to me when exactly that happens like i feel like mice probably feel emotions do are there insects that feel emotions maybe it's just how do you know you can't get they they are very very simple so it's hard to imagine that they have very complex emotion but yeah maybe there's maybe there's some joy that they have looking at a real long set of eye stalks yeah and their perception of time might be different. So people yes. say, oh, they live such a short time. But they, for them, it might be eons. You know, they might have like a very full life in like one day. Yeah, we actually on the show, we've talked about before uh, this uh, flicker fusion rate where it's uh, the, uh, the basically brain processing time. So some it's speculated that things like flies have this. Uh, it's a very slowed down uh, flicker fusion so that they are able to basically like if you're if you're trying to swat a fly they see things potentially in this very very slow motion very high frame rate yeah yeah so like how they get away yeah yeah and one way to catch a fly is actually if you're really slow they may not be able to detect your movement as well because you're going so slow that they don't even really notice that you're moving so you can kind of like sneak up on a fly that way um, I bet you're wondering how do they like how do they grow these things? How do they emerge out of uh, these like where do, how do they grow these enormous eye stalks? Um, so when the eye stalk fruit fly first emerges out of their shell from their pupil stage, their eye stalks are actually short, but over the course of two hours, with a lot of rubbing and maneuvering, the eye stalks get longer and fill with fluid, and at first they are really wiggly. They look like a scrunched-up pipe cleaner, Um, but eventually they straighten out. They darken, they harden into the adult set of uh, eye stalks. So I'm sharing with you, and I'll include in the show notes, uh, the most ridiculous set of photos I've ever seen from a scientific journal of this newly hatched um, eye stalk fruit fly 
and it's eye stalks growing into its adult proportions. And you can see, like, it's just, it's wild. Like, it, it, it looks like, at first, it's just these wiggly, squiggly things, and then it gets longer and longer, and then straighter, and then finally, it has these ridiculously long eye stalks. I'm looking at it right now, and I just reminded me of um, the bottom left photo looks like Daniel Johnston's <laughs> you know Daniel Johnston, the musician? No. Oh, he's a he's um he's considered an outsider artist. Um but he um he painted and he painted like antennas with eyes on the end just like that. Oh, interesting. No, I've yeah, never very, seen that. Very very gonna... that was his that he I, I may I wonder if he was aware of these animals. Uh, these b- bugs. I mean, he he often drew these these creatures with with like long hose like things coming out of their head with eyes on the end. Daniel Johnston this... painting drawings. Let's see, yeah, drawing bugs. Let's look that up. He does like uh, oh, that's... like oh yeah, Captain I see. Marv... Yeah. Oh yeah, that oh, little cool. frog thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like cool. with the yeah, super that long just reminded me very much, yeah, of the bottom left-hand corner of that. Yeah, no, I totally that. see that. That's really interesting. And I yeah. didn't notice it until you see the color. That's just like his thing. Yeah, man, I wonder. Yeah, they're very beautiful. I like the the before the growing into the eye stalks is a very fun looking experience. Like it's kind yeah. of fun when they're droopy and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all they squiggly. Look cute. <laughs> They are cute. Yeah, as opposed to when they get like stiff, then they just look hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, before we go, I'm going to play a little game called the Mystery Animal Sound Game. Guess who's squawking? Every week I play a Mystery Animal Sound and you, the listener, and you, the guest, try to guess who is making that sound. Uh Last week's Whoa. Mystery Animal Sound was a tough one. Uh, the hint was this. This Madagascar native is named after the following alarm call. <laughs> All right, you hear that little like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind what is sound? that? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what that is. It sounds like a bird. Is that a bird? It is not a bird. It does sound a little bit like a bird. I might have guessed bird if I didn't know what this was. Uh, no, this is a type of lemur found in Madagascar called the shefuck. Congratulations to Auntie B, Marianne D, and Emily M for guessing correctly. So there are nine species of shefuck. They have white fur on their backs, brown fur on their bellies, and black skin on their faces, hands, and feet, and yellow eyes. I think they're adorable. They have a long tail, and their feet are optimized for leaping from tree branches, and they are so optimized for living in trees and leaping and climbing that while they are on the ground, they can't really walk, but instead they leap to get around. Uh, So they kind of do this like jumping sachet sort of movement just to get around. That sounds nice. It is fun. I when I was little, I took ballet and we learned how to sachet. And so I would just do that through the house because it's actually a pretty easy way to get around. Uh, It's more fun than walking. Yeah, we limit our we limit ourselves. Skipping is fun and energy efficient. If we didn't have so many hangups about skipping, I think it'd be a fun way to get around. Yep. So eating spaghetti, eating spaghetti, off, eating spaghetti <laughs> off the ground, sashaying around. The things I this would is... do from out from under society's crushing expectations. Exactly. <laughs> so they are such good climbers that they are able to climb limestone spires to look for vegetation that grows on these perilous natural flowers. And their cushioned toe pads allow them to navigate sharp thorns without injuries. So they are tough little guys. They're adorable and they are tough. And that sound you just heard was a shefuck calling out to its friends to help locate each other. So it's a cute sound. It's very cute. It's like a little chuckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on to this. <laughs> 
So on to this week's mystery animal sound. The hint is this. Don't be too bitter if you can't guess this one. So, Chris, any guesses as to who is squawking? No, I mean, I mean, not a, no, not that's crazy sound. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, a, sounds like a car going by with a lot of bass. Yeah, it sounds like to Blast. me, it sounds like someone's blowing on top of a bottle. You know, doing that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I have no. I mean, bitter, uh, bitter. Don't get bitter or whatever. Uh, uh, I, toad? Is it a toad? It's a good guess. But you'll find out if you're correct on next week's episode of Creature Feature. If you out there think you know who is making that sound, write to me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. Chris, thank you so much for joining me for talking about animals with a long face. I hope you don't have a long face after listening to this. Where can people find you? Oh, uh, thank you so much, Katie. It's always fun. Um, uh, and I find out stuff I never, ever would know. Um... And uh, you can find me on um, at the Crofton Show on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I've created a TikTok account, but I haven't put anything up on it. Right. <laughs> and uh, and you can go get my book, The Advice King Anthology, which came out on, uh, on Vanderbilt University Press last year. And you can listen to my uh, awesome podcast, Cold Brew Got Me. Standard. He's a real deal. He's drinking cold brew right now. If you like, if you think it's just a like a marketing strategy, no. Katie said she saw it. Um, we're on Zoom, you know. Yeah. She's in, yeah. So, I saw so it. I, I just and she was like, "Is that iced tea?" I, I, I kind of almost like iced tea. I almost got angry. Yeah. Got, he screamed <laughs> at me. Iced tea? Are you kidding? Threw threw it against the camera. Uh, I'm a I'm an old time. Dock worker. I drink <laughs> black coffee. <laughs> well, yes, check. Oh, that's... Go ahead. Sorry. Check those things out. Uh, be be forewarned that cold brew or bust. It's never iced tea. Always cold brew. I got you know. It's like I just switched. You know, I used to drink a lot of alcohol, and now I don't drink any alcohol. So I and that's it's so much better. Food. I gotta say, but it does interrupt your sleep. So you gotta be careful, people. <laughs> No matter how long your eye stocks are, you might feel like you've got some long eye stocks and you can yeah. handle it, but but it'll interrupt your sleep. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta brew the cold, but don't let the cold brew you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show and you leave a rating and review, I that means so much to me. I read every single one of your reviews, and it really helps me out. Uh, and thank you so much to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Features, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Why you listen to your favorite shows? I don't care. Whatever you want to do. See you next Wednesday. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.